I've been, um, I do like from time to time, especially, I don't know, it's like, let's talk about habits. Feldenkrais is all about habits and breaking habits. Here's a habit I'm not breaking. So because I'm an educator, it's September, it's fall, it's August, and I'm thinking about the fall, and I always have to think like there must be some new idea. There has to be something new about September. There has to be new ideas, because that's just what, you know, what you do for 30 or 40 years or whatever, if you never, ever actually leave post-secondary education. Um, so... What I was thinking about for myself for the fall is, you know, sometimes in Feldenkrais, I probably talk a lot about skeletons and talk a lot about minimal effort and skeletons, the line of the skeleton, the force of the skeleton. But, you know, Feldenkrais is actually also thinking a lot about reflexes. And he's thinking a lot about how does your brain put together, like a brain doesn't just rationally choose the correct line of action in the skeleton to transmit the forces perfectly. The brain is orchestrating this symphony of autonomic processes, of breathing, of um, keeping your balance in gravity, your inner ear, what it's doing, of you know whatever your gut's doing to digest and pass food along, and it's and whatever reflexes like that you were born with and used or didn't use or abandoned or didn't abandon on whatever schedule pediatricians tell you you should or neurologists tell you that you should abandon them on or whatever. Your brain is like taking all of that stuff that's going on and taking your intention for action and trying to put it all together into one clear picture, ideally. So yes, forces and skeletons and optimal you know, organization, but also there's this symphony of reflexes and... Uh, the living processes of your body and so on. So I've been thinking about reflexes and, you know, I don't do, like, I don't try too hard to research the science of Feldenkrais because I just find in my day job I spend too much time trying to master science that I did not go to school to learn because that's what you do in bioethics. I have to think about the ethical implications of this. I better go read some science around it. Oh, my God, getting tired of reading more science that I didn't train in, whatever. So in, when I do Feldenkrais, I don't go and say, okay, I'm going to find, really, I'm going to, like, give myself a course in neurology. I do, like, you know, Wikipedia-level research. It's pretty sad, but that's what I do. So I found this great website. I should send it around to you guys because it's just like a link, and maybe it's education materials for physiotherapists, I think, and it just describes all these different reflexes um, and kind of when they come on and when they go away in infant development. And when you read through this list, you kind of go like, oh, I recognize that Feldenkrais lesson. Oh, I remember that one, right? So it's kind of cool. Uh, so there's a couple of reflexes that tonight's lesson, several of you will have done a lesson kind of like tonight's before. Uh, hopefully it's different every time, but um, there's a couple of reflexes that this lesson kind of speaks to or engages. Um, and sometimes in Feldenkrais we're like recovering infant level reflexes in order to actually find the liveliness and efficiency and clarity that's there in them. And sometimes we're learning to break them, we're learning to go against them to find the freedom that you get when you actually break down reflex connections. So this lesson will kind of do all of that. And one of them is, they call this, I didn't know they called this a reflex. They call this a reflex if you've got a baby and you like pull its arm or turn its head. Like the baby just segmentally starts to organize for itself the whole turning movement. So... It's not like you're just pulling on, if you just, I might say to you, like imagine you're just a skeleton and someone pulls your arm, how's everything going to turn? But for a baby, it's like reflexes, and for you and your nervous system, it's actually reflexes. It's not just the skeleton does this thing, 
but that there's like reflexes. Your nervous system knows how to segmentally kind of turn that pull on the arm into a whole thing. So this lesson will be a little bit about that. And then the other thing is like reflexes around the eyes, which are incredibly powerful. We're going to focus on for the next lesson if you want. And one of them is uh, the reflex, this list describes, of following an object. So we're really good with our eyes of fixing on something and following it. And so these are a couple of reflexes at play in this lesson that we're going to do. So, um, yeah, and we'll do... We're going to do lessons involving the eyes and thinking about the eyes and reflexes related to the eyes for the next six weeks. Not every single lesson is going to be explicitly an eye lesson. We'll do a couple in there that just kind of prepare for the next lesson rather than rather than being about the eyes. Anyway, and I would recommend removing your glasses. I recommend even if you don't like removing your glasses, I would recommend removing your glasses. <laughs> I'm so, like, uh, non-assertive about that. I'm like, remove them if you want to. But the true Feldenkrais answer is remove your glasses because your glasses are tied to your habitual organization of your eyes and how that, and that affects your movement all over. So unless it makes you so miserable that you don't want to do Feldenkrais anymore, do take your glasses off. Okay. Okay. Stand first. We'll start with standing. And start just with uh, swinging your arms, rotating, swinging your arms from side to side, and swing kind of vigorously enough that you sort of feel how swing left, your left arm swings behind, your right arm swings around in front, and your, it's kind of like your right hand's going to chase your left elbow. When you go the other way, your left hand chases your right elbow. You have enough swinging going to feel that. And feel to your hips turned, your ankles turned, your knees turned, what else goes on? And how smooth is this? Now do it with your eyes closed. Your eyes closed. Feel how smooth this is. I always feel like, imagine this could be perfectly smooth and consistent all the way, and then notice where it's not, like in some places, or it's a little more less smooth in some places. It jumps a bit in some places. You come up a limit, maybe. And then open your eyes to it. With your eyes open, does it get smoother, or does it get, are there any differences in... Are there any differences with your eyes open? Does it get a little more caught in some places? Heavier in some places? Go back and forth. Try it with your eyes closed. So you might want to have an idea of this perfectly light pendulum-like spiral pendulum movement takes almost no effort. And then when your eyes are open, your brain's negotiating all the things your eyes want to do. Very deep reflexes, what your eyes want to do. Maybe it's not as smooth anymore. Maybe something gets heavier. Maybe your shoulders feel different. Maybe your neck creaks. Maybe something changes when your eyes are open. And notice when your eyes are open, Where do your eyes look? Are they scanning the horizon? Are they below the horizon? Are they above the horizon? Are they staying on one spot? What do you do with them? Do they go down towards the horizon when you're at the end of the movement? Or 
Great. Okay, leave that. Good? Great. And lie down, take rest. Come down. So you don't have an extra cushion? Oh, wait, there's some. My iPad does not need cushions. My iPad does not need cushions. Here's more for everybody. (laughs) And how are you lying on the floor? Did you ever take the opportunity to do that? Well, we had weeks of no, what was it, two months off classes. Did you ever lie on the floor and say, in the Feldenkrais lesson that is life, what is my scan? How am I lying on the floor now? So see what you notice, how your back makes contact with the floor, your legs, your arms, So roll to your side and come up to sit. And you can sit like if you just come up to sit, you'll probably be facing one another. You can stay that way if you want, or you can actually turn around and face the wall behind. It's up to you if you want a little more clear visual field while we're doing what we're doing. And sit with your left leg bent back behind you and your right leg bent in front of you. So it's kind of like your right... Um, lower leg is parallel with the floor in front of you and lean on your right hand to the side or behind you side a little bit behind you and um, raise your left arm in front of you at eye level straight out in front of you and this will be a little bit we've done a similar lesson to this but this is a little tweak Um, so you're starting with your arm straight and now turn your arm and have your eyes follow your hand follow everything and around to your right around to your right and as you turn around to the right you can start to bend your arm at the elbow so that your hand goes a little bit farther keep your eyes on your hand and then come back to the front so you're starting with your arm straight out in front of you turning to the right as far as is easy not a stretch not a strain at all as far as is easy and then go back we're going to do this for a little while, so I'll say up front, anytime you want to put your arm down and rest for a moment, and go ahead and do that. Take as many rests as you need. But as you're doing this, let your eyes rest on your hand, rest on your thumb, and follow to the side, and then don't turn your head any farther than you can go without really having your hand, eyes rest on your hand. And as you repeat the movement, think about it getting smoother and lighter. Make it smoother and lighter each time.
And concentrate only on that. Don't try to go farther. But try to make the movement of your arms smoother, the movement of your head smoother, the movement of your eyes following your hands smoother. That's all you really want to do. Take the movement you can already do and make it smoother. And breathe. And let your awareness take in your chest, your spine, your belly, your pelvis. So you're starting from straight in front of you and going to the right. Come back to straight in front of you. You don't have to come back farther than that. Just every time it gets a little smoother, easier, clearer how your ribs let this happen, how your pelvis lets this happen, how your belly lets this happen, your shoulders, your neck. Now, are your shoulders turning or is it all happening in your neck and your arm? And as you go, just notice if you get shorter anywhere. So don't let yourself get shorter. Don't strain and don't use your back to sit up straight in any strong way. But just think that a little bit you're getting taller at the top of your head so that you're not scrunching the back of your neck at any point. And then leave that and come onto your back and take a rest. When you're resting on the floor, is there a difference between your left and right sides? Okay, and then roll to your side and come up to sit again. And sit now with your right leg bent behind, your left leg bent in front, 
and lean on your left hand. And then raise your right hand in front of your body, straight forward. Let your eyes rest on the hand, rest on the thumb. And turn to the left. Let your shoulders turn. Belly turn, your chest turns. Eventually your elbow, when it makes sense, your elbow bends, your eyes follow your hand. And then come back to the front slowly, smoothly. And really, it's kind of a funny idea, but don't try to sit up. Don't go, Ooh, let me get that back tall and strong. But don't let yourself get shorter either. So you want to stay tall, but the whole reason you're leaning on your left hand actually is to give your back extensors a rest so that you can have some radical new experience with them instead of doing your habitual stand-up-straight thing with them. So you turn to the left, your eyes follow your hand, rest on your hand. And don't try to go farther, make it bigger, but just let it get smoother. Go slowly enough that you really feel where the quality of movement changes and where you can make the quality of movement easier. And it's there if you stay in that space, if you just do the part that's easy to do and make it easier. That's when new things will happen. Your back, your chest, your spine, your pelvis, your eyes following your hand. Great. Okay, leave that and come onto your back and rest. And feel now how your left and right sides are resting.
and then come up to sit again. And sit with your left leg behind you, your right leg bent in front. Lean on your right hand. Maybe a little bit further back than you started. And raise your left hand in front of you. And turn, turn everything to the right. Follow, rest your eyes on your hand and follow. Let your elbow bend. And then come to the right and stay to the right. So you turn to the right, you stay. And now your eyes should be looking more or less at the horizon. Notice that if you're looking down, go back to the beginning and follow that whole line so you stay at the horizon. And leave your body turned and leave your arm where it is, but just take your eyes and your head and look further to the right and then look back to your hand. So your body, your arm, your shoulders stay turned to the right. That part stays still, but you look with your head and your eyes further to the right and then back to your hand. And how smooth can you make that for your eyes? How smooth can your eyes follow that line to the right? So you're not moving your arm back and forth now. You're staying turned to the right. Your arm stays to the right. It's just your head and your eyes going further to the right and then back to your hand. And you probably noticed that for many, many people. A lot of you are going to notice this. Your eyes don't go smoothly. They grab onto things. Your eyes don't want to scan. They want to look at any little thing, any little, there's a corner, there's something on the wall, there's like your eyes, or they have ideas of their own, right? So that's fine. Acknowledge it, notice it, you know. Can it get a little smoother? Your eyes get a little more indifferent to uh, what's going on out there. And what is the line? Does it stay on the horizon or does it drop off to the right? Can you keep it on the horizon? And then bring everything back together to the front and come and lie on your back. Take a rest.
Okay, and then roll to your side and come up again. And sit with your uh, left leg bent in front, your right leg bent behind, lean on your left hand. Raise your right arm in front. Turn to the right, around to the right. Wait, left. (laughs) You know. Turn around to the left, follow your hand with your eyes, and then rest to the left, stay resting to the left. And just take your head and eyes further to the left, and then back to your hand. Notice, do your eyes lead your head or does your head lead your eyes? Let your eyes start the movement to the left. And take your time to make it smoother. More on the horizon, less up and down. And leave that. Come onto your back and rest. So there's this. Uh, there's another academics habit I have, apart from feeling like I have to have some brand new idea in September, and that's like going back to the source. So it's quite controversial in Feldenkrais. Some people think it's all experiential. We shouldn't act like scholars in the rest of the world act. We shouldn't be scrutinizing Moshe's words as though we were reading the Bible or something. I agree with that. We shouldn't be reading them like they're the Bible. But I went back with this new idea, and I looked at, I've read this lesson dozens of times. I've done it a million times. You'll recognize it. Some of you have done it before, different versions. It's called Dead Bird Lessons in Feldenkrais because, I don't know, you're hanging your arm there like a dead bird. And I'm glad I did, because I was like, with this different, I was thinking about the eyes, thinking about reflexes. I noticed things about this lesson that it's like I'd gotten into certain stereotype traps about how I was teaching it. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. He's actually got you with your arm long at the beginning, and then you fold it. Every Feldenkrais practitioner in the world teaches this lesson like the arms folded the whole time. But actually, you do something different segmentally if you start with your arm straight and then fold the elbow. It's a different move. Okay, come up to sitting again. 
and sit with your um, left leg bent back, your right leg bent in front of you, lean on your right hand. Raise your left arm in front of you. And turn to the right, follow your hand, follow with your eyes. Your elbow turns at the end. Stay there. And now close your left eye. So you're using just your right eye. And with your right eye, look further to the right and then back to your hand. Just the eye, further to the right, and then back to your hand. And fiddle with it, try it. It'll take a little while to sort of feel like, okay, I've got my left eye closed. Maybe it takes a little effort to keep your left eye closed. You can reduce that effort. Just your right eye, you look further to the right and then back to your hand. And then switch, close your right eye and just with your left eye, look further to the right and then back to your hand. Yeah. Play with it. So you can do a little bit this with your intention. So just with your intention, you can say, okay, I'm paying attention to my right eye and I'm paying attention to my left eye. So if you really can't, can't close one eye and leave the other open, you can focus your attention on the one eye. And if you're really curious about it, you can take a moment and make a compromise and use your hand that's otherwise sitting there in the air. Use that to keep one eye closed, just to give yourself that experience. Okay, let's come up and do that on the other side. Uh, so lean on your left hand, bend your left leg in front, your right leg behind. Hold your right arm in front of you. And turn to the left, turn everything to the left. Let your hand turn. And now before we do that funny thing we did with the eyes just now, take your head and your eyes back to the right and then back to your hand. That was actually what we were supposed to do two steps ago. So you take your head and your eyes back to the front and then back to your hand. Do that several times. Eyes first. Yeah, are your eyes leading the movement or following it? Eyes lead the movement back to the front. How smooth are they on the horizon?
And then come back to the front and just bring your arm down and rest for a moment. You don't have to lie on your back. Just rest for a moment. And then bring your right arm up again and turn to the left. Let your eyes follow your hand, your elbow bends. And then from there, take both eyes to look further left and then back to your hand. Now your head more or less still, but your eyes further to the left and back to your hand. And then can you keep your left eye closed, your right eye closed, sorry, and just have your left eye look further left and then back to your hand. And then close your left eye and have your right eye look further left and then back to your hand. And then both eyes again. Give your jaw a rest. <laughs> both eyes do it. Great. And then come back to the front and just from the front, start with your arm out in front of you and turn to the left. Let your eyes follow your arm and just see now how far do you go easily, comfortably, how smooth is it. And then leave that and come into your back and take a rest. And then roll to your side and come up to sit. With your left leg bent behind, your right leg bent in front. 
and turn to the right and place your right hand on the floor and a little bit farther to the right, actually so that you can place both hands on the floor. So you can have both your left and right hands resting on the floor to the right of your right thigh. And in this position, start to turn your shoulders. So you take your left shoulder further forward and then back your right shoulder further forward and back like your whole shoulder girdle. You're twisting back and forth. Your left shoulder, your right shoulder. As your right shoulder goes forward, your left shoulder goes back. As your left shoulder comes forward, your right shoulder goes back. And notice as your head going along for the right, so is your head turning left and right. And have your eyes open on the horizon. And let your head and your eyes turn left and right with your shoulders. Make that smooth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's your pelvis doing? How's your back organized? You don't want to shorten the back of your neck to see the horizon, but how can you sit so that doing this with your eyes really on the horizon? And then take your head and eyes opposite to your shoulders. So continue turning your shoulders, but now your head and eyes go opposite. It's like you want to look over the shoulder that comes forwards. A little bit like that. And now here's a really interesting thing to figure out. Can you go back and forth between letting your eyes and head go with your shoulders and then switching so that your eyes and head go opposite your shoulders? But without any kind of like hesitation or confusion when you switch over. So it's a perfectly smooth switch over. thing going on in your hips, in your tailbone, your ischium on the left as it lift, go down, your pelvis roll a little bit, is that free? Great, okay, and leave that, come onto your back, take a rest.
and then come up to sit again. Now with your left leg bent behind, your right leg bent in front, and turn to the left, as far to the left as you can comfortably, so you can have both your left hand and your right hand on the floor, to the left of your left leg. Wait, am I going left, left? We're on the other side than we were just now. Let's turn to the left, yes. With your left leg bent in front, your right leg bent backward, okay. And here, take your shoulders, take one forward, the other back. Alternate and let your head just kind of go along with the show. Your eyes smooth, your head smooth. And then your eyes and your head opposite to your shoulders. And then going back and forth, can you let that coordination change on a dime without any disturbance? Just at any moment you could start taking your head opposite to your shoulders or with your shoulders. There's no catch, there's no stuttering, there's no holding your breath. Great. Okay, leave that. Lie on your back and take a rest. and then come up to sit again. And sit with your right leg bent in front, your left leg bent behind. And lean to the right on your right hand and go a little bit farther, however far comfortably you can have your hand back. 
And turn to the right and look to the right. And then take your left hand and place it on top of your head. And use your left hand to bend your right ear towards your right shoulder and your left ear towards your left shoulder. Or to be a little bit more accurate, you're bending your whole head left and right in the plane of your face. Might be a little more twisted to your shoulders, so your left ear might go in front of your left shoulder, your right ear behind your right shoulder, if you get what I mean. But you're really like there's a windshield and your nose is a little windshield wiper and you're really in this plane. You're not twisting. You're just taking your head left and right. Ear towards one shoulder and the other. And can your spine help you in that? So as you tilt your head to the right, does your spine curve to the left? As you tilt your head to the left, does your spine curve to the right? And if you're doing that, is your pelvis helping you a little? Does your left sits bone lift from the floor when you go left? Go towards the floor when you go right. So the whole length of your spine. You can tell this is one of those nights when I secretly want to do the lesson with you because I'm standing up here in the middle of you going like... Okay, leave that and come onto your back and rest. And then come up to sit again. With your left leg bent in front of you, your right leg bent back. Lean on your left hand behind and a little bit further behind. Turn to face, look left, take your right hand on top of your head. And on this side, take your ear towards one shoulder, towards the other. Your spine is free because you're leaning on your hand. Your spine is free. Spine in the middle goes to the left as you tilt your head to the right. Your spine curves to the right when your head tilts to the left. And maybe this involves your pelvis then. Your sits bone on the right lifting away from the floor, going towards the floor.
Okay, and then leave that and come into your back and rest again. And then come up to sit again. Sit with your, oh, oh let me wait till you're sitting. <laughs> sit, nope, still not there. Sit with your right leg bent in front and your left leg bent back. And now swing from side to side like with your arms free of the floor. Just swing left and right like you did in standing at the beginning. And let your head turn with your arms. Your eyes follow the horizon. How smooth is that? How easy is the swinging? Let it get smoother. Put your eyes on the horizon. And now while you're swinging, start to take your head and eyes opposite to your arms. Does that stay easy? And you still keep from shortening your neck. And then with your arms, your head with your arms, and then against. And then switch to the other side so you're sitting on your left sits bones and your legs are to the right. Left leg bent in front, right leg bent back. And again, swing from side to side. Let your arms swing, your head turn with. You follow the horizon, how smooth. And then do this thing where you turn your head to look the opposite direction. You change the coordination. No break in the movement, no interruption. Let your head go with your arms a few times. Let it go against your arms. And then leave that and come up to standing. And just like at the beginning in standing, swing your arms left and right. Start with your eyes closed. Then with your eyes open. It stays smooth. Do you stay on the horizon? Closed and open, does it make a difference to the quality? And then take your head with your arms and shoulders and take it against your arms and shoulders. And change the coordination without interrupting the swinging.
and just leave that and take the lesson for a little walk.